Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Gloss, the celebrity and pop culture podcast and conversations you have with your best friends. We're your hosts, podcaster Belle Crawford and Anna Scarborough-Rawson. Hello. Hello, we're back. Yeah, we are. Now on the show, we're debriefing the latest season, season eight of Love Island. Over two months, it's quite a commitment when you want to watch Love Island. 57 episodes and a group of single islanders who are based at the Love Island Villa in Mallorca in Spain. Now, Anna initial thoughts on this year's season this is the first season that I've watched in like as it's been happening I was late to start I binged the first maybe half of it and then watched as it came out yeah no I enjoyed it I thought it was a um, bumpy ride are you a long time Islander fan yeah like I've watched certain seasons but because it is such a commitment when you watch it it's you know if you don't start when it starts and then before you know it you're 40 episodes deep and you're like oh god how are we gonna catch up here it's one of those things I don't think I watched it last year but I watched the seasons before that not all of them but a lot of them I really enjoy it just for that mind-numbing kind of tv show maybe when you're not in the mood for something more deep and heavy I just really enjoy it but I understand at the same time that the show can seem quite problematic to people. And I feel like when you watch Love Island, you get a little bit judged by people. Yeah, you reckon? I think like so many people watch it. That's another part of it, which I really enjoy is it's kind of like you're part of a community while you're watching it because you're friends and you can chat about it or like on social media, a lot of the analysis. I've been on Love Island TikTok. That's been my feed lately. So you get into it. Yeah, uh, there's something quite, I don't know what the right word for it is, but you're picking apart someone's character like obviously we're doing an analysis on it so you're really just like picking apart what makes someone like what they are that is our job today is to pick apart the reasons why we uh, like and don't like Islanders. Did it take you a while to get into it? Because I found mm, yeah. there's been a lot of chat, a lot of analysis about how these days, any reality show, but especially a Love Island, people are being a lot more safe when they go on. It's not as shocking. People are playing it really safe because a lot of them see it as a solid way to either build their already influencing content creation career and come out with some sweet brand deals and, a, you know, 1.7 million followers. I think it's definitely a business decision for 99% of the people that go in and then when they're saying you know oh they're coming on to find like the love of their lives and things like that and they're 19 years old it's like you have not exhausted every option you are not so desperate to find love that you're coming on the show to find a husband yeah um but yeah no definitely a lot of people have been saying like bring back the days where they're allowed to drink and smoke durries on the in like the villa it is quite tame they are much more aware self-aware of I think trolls and like the social media what that can how that can make or break a person's career when they come out um but also Love Island they have come under a lot of fire in the last couple of years and they've really like restructured everything with there were multiple ex-islanders that committed suicide and then Caroline Flack the host she committed suicide so they they had like an external investigation into their procedures and supposedly they've got very robust mental health checks Mm. that they go through I can't remember if it's 14 or 40 months of counselling they're offered after they come out of the show so the whole thing has changed it is definitely a bit more tame and ITV actually were at risk of losing their broadcasting license, which is such a big deal, obviously, for them if they didn't tweak things up. So some of the things, some of the changes they've made, I actually really like. Yeah. Um, and the drinking, how they're capping that. Even, I don't know, previous seasons, I don't feel like there was such explicit talk about sex. But this year, it took us a while, my partner and I, to realise what the salon meant. We were like, what are they talking about? And then finally... You know, as, yeah. was the salon open? Was it a manicure, pedicure? That was kind of like a thing of how they dealt with 
I guess, chat about sexual innuendo and things they were doing on the show. Last year there was something that was, it was like a different, I don't know if it was graduation or it was how they disguised. But I guess they've got to do something to keep people entertained because they're not doing as crazy stuff. Would you go on Love Island? I'd rather chew off my own arm. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, if I was younger, yeah. I think the oldest one in there is usually like 28. They're like, oh my God, they're so old and we're past 28 now. Definitely not now. But back in the day, I don't know if I would have, but it definitely is a reality show to me that I probably enjoy the most and thinks the most appealing. It's fun. It's a fun summer away and it's an experience. It's it's unlike any others. And I just, I think it's one of my favorite reality formats. Yeah, I think it is maybe more appealing than, say, Bachelor, Bachelorette, or those types of one, Married at First Sight, because it is a more realistic format in the way that they're not asking you to meet someone and walk out of there in eight weeks saying you're going to marry them. Like, mm. that's pretty unrealistic to most people to think that they're asking you to, like, meet someone and simply, like, Form enough of a connection that you want to continue it on the outside and I think that's a lot more realistic to especially young people who are us on the other side of the world we're in the middle of winter they're in Mallorca it's summer it's probably like quite nostalgic wanting to have a Euro summer I'm enjoying it more now I was definitely a late bloomer to Love Island um, but yeah none of the other ones I tried watching about the Australian one when that came in and it was just like like nothing is ever no. as good and the American one I haven't even tried because American shows are just so cheesy and I cannot handle cheese like even the final dates you know they were really romantic and I just wanted to vomit because they oh. were just too much cheese like it was just oh I, I would love- rather die I love them. And we'll talk all through those soon. I'm a sucker for a romantic date. But yeah, UK Love Island is the best one. I've dabbled in the others. I think I'll go back and it won't be the same. I'll go back and watch last year's season that I missed. What you were saying before about the show, I totally agree. I get bored of watching shows like The Bachelor. I don't like maths. I think the thing with Love Island that I really like, it's similar in the OG Big Brother kind of way that it is as live, right? Of course, it's a reality TV show. There is editing, it's television, like they have to do that, right? But I feel like because they have less time to edit, it makes it more fun, it's more nimble, whereas like maths and uh, Bachelor, they've got months. Even the yeah. latest Big Brother, which has been out in Australia and screening in New Zealand, that was filmed last year. There's so much time in between, but I think what makes Love Island UK so good is that they do it as live. The final was live. Yeah. And so you're part of it and you're – I just think it's really cool and I think that because it's not so edited – and they don't have as much time, and it's not so heavily produced. I like it more. And the, and the cool music and the vibe, it's just a lot more fun. Yeah, it's the only reality TV or, like, reality format TV since Big Brother that is, like, seven-night-a-week format, and that is so live. So it's the only one, I guess, people do get so invested because they are spending, like, every day watching some of it. Yeah, there's just so much of it to consume. So I guess when it's finished, probably a lot of people feel kind of yeah. like, what now? You're, you're, wait, <laughs> you're waiting for them to get the control of their Instagrams to see like what I happens know. afterwards. I've been checking and we've actually got a clip of the host of the show, Laura Whitmore, talking about why Love Island connects with people so much. And I think it's so true. There's people that you don't even know and we get so invested in their lives. Have a listen to this. Not many shows like this on telly that grips people and makes people really care about relationships of a group of 20-something-year-olds they have never met before and and we care. I think it's because, and it sounds strange, is that it's relatable um, even though they may be people who you think that are very different to you, we all have been in a situation where there's been unrequited love or we've been in a situation where we've changed our mind about someone um, been heartbroken, fallen in love and we get to see these relationships played out for its entertainment, it's an entertainment show um, it's not a documentary but I think there's lots of things in it that, that we see in our own relationships whether it's men do stupid things or women can manipulate situations um, and I think, that's, I think we just care and that's why the show does so well um, I just wonder, does anybody actually watch the unseen bits? Sometimes I do, but not when I'm trying to keep up with the rest of them. It's it's such a commitment. But yesterday when I was doing some prep for this, I had it on in the background while I was 
But you can you don't have to mess with those. They're kind of like a bit more not boring, but it's not it's not necessary. If you're trying to get through fifty seven episodes, you can skip those ones. I've always been trying to play catch up, so I've never had time yeah. to watch the unseen bits. And I've just thought to myself every time like the unseen bits comes on, I'm like, no one watches these. No. Like, why are they on? Maybe if uh, you're needing a fix, you can watch them uh, now. And hey, look, if you that is so true. If you're wondering what to do with your life, at least you can listen to this episode and we can yeah. debrief it, and then wait until everyone gets a handle of their social media again. And as we record this. The After Sun hasn't come out on our neon yet, so that will be, I guess, the last hurrah until they get their socials back. Yeah. Now let's chat about the Islanders, the contestants, and the couples who we got to know the most and who are in the villa the longest. First of all, Ekin Sue and Davide. Thoughts on them? Personally, I thought they carried the show. I had picked them to win. And uh, obviously they did. Uh, But what did you think about them? I really liked them as characters. I thought they were such like characters of the show. I have to admit, I did not like either of them when they first came in. It took me quite a while to warm up to Davide in particular. I thought he was a real knob, like just real, really cocky. I don't know also if there is like a bit lost in translation, being Italian, but as time went on, we find out like he's got quite a sense of humour. He's, he's really so funny. funny. And his like sensitive side came out. Also, he's the only one that could stand up to Ek and Sue. And then his like rude, harsh comments just seem to like totally go over her head. Um, Ek and Sue, I still think she's morally corrupt. What do you mean by that? Like, the lying throughout the series was quite a theme. Um, you're a liar. Yeah, you're an you're, actress. You're an actress. You're as fake as a Louis Vuitton <laughs> from China. Yeah, she just had, like, blatant lies throughout the series. And then I don't know whether she's got, like, zero self-awareness or she believes her own lies. She did say how she's learnt things and she's grown up. But then on movie night when that scene came out, and her just like blatant, nothing happened, nothing mm. happened. When something happened and then they showed the scene where they were like, she was like, don't, let's not talk about this, don't tell anyone. Like, if nothing happened, why would you say don't tell anyone? You know you're on reality TV where they're looking for bits to bring up. It's going to come up whether it's now or like later. And you've got to be aware too, she is an actress. So probably was a move, like a career move. But she's also the oldest female in there. So there was lots of talks about babies and things like that. So I think she is probably at that stage of her life where mm-hmm. she does want to move on to settling down. And he was the oldest one in the villa too. By the end of it, I, you just kind of like grew to love them and they did kind of carry the show. And I think Davide was the gift that kept on giving. Oh my so God. I changed my tune totally. Yeah, I've got some clips of uh, Davide's most iconic and funniest moments. Have a listen to this. Hey boys, there anyone in the villa? That is my line, Natasha. Hi, I'm Akinsu. I'm an actress. Bring me out of here. I got X. You are a liar, actress. Back to Davide, I agree with you. At first, when he came in, I was like, he's the kind of guy you run away from. He's so hot, he'll ruin your life. Because he was the first bombshell that came into the villa. But then over time, like you, I warmed to him. And I actually found that he's really funny, obviously, we know. And again, carried the show. But he's really sweet as well. And I would like his little smiles he would do and... I just yeah, his he, cooking. Yeah, he was, and the, when he made her the tiramisu and yeah. like they went exclusive. Yeah. Um. Also, I really liked when his mum and sister came on and he got emotional and she was crying. I really liked seeing how close he was with his mum and it had me thinking. Oh, I hope Freddie and Jagger yeah. like cry when they like. Hope they don't go on Love Island when they're older. But you know, like <laughs> I hope like, we have that type of relationship. So by the end of it, I think they had been consistently so up and down and had so much drama <laughs> that you were so used to it. But they always resolved it, and the way they resolved it was quite like mature. Even though the reasons they were having these arguments was often quite immature. Mm. Um. So when they were kind of up and down and becoming quite strong was when these really strong couples were almost like starting to show cracks. They were definitely the ones I wanted to win, I think. So do you think, question Re Ekinsu and Davide, do you think they will last on the outside world? Do you think their relationship will last? If he can get over his trust issues, they do seem like they've got a really genuine connection and they are really in love. So 
I hope so. I read somewhere that experts are predicting her to become the richest Love Island contestant ever, surpassing Molly May with endorsement deals and Ekans appeal to brands. It's just going to be so huge and that she's just going to be a very, very busy girl. So Yeah, yeah she gained the most followers, 1.7 million, and they're already talking about her potentially coming back um, and this is again, this is all analysis, but picking up you know, like a TV presenting deal because I think she would be really good at that. Random side note, her and this is one of the reasons I love Love Island UK. I love hearing all their different accents. I'm obsessed with UK accents. Hers sounds a little bit like Posh Spice, Victoria Beckham. I reckon. I'd hear it quite a bit when she'd speak. Yeah, the thing with Ekin, and I know what you mean about the lying. I don't know why she thought the whole situation with George where something went on in bed. In the, it's not the outside world, but in the outside world, you could say to someone, hey, let's not chat about that. Someone else that you're dating is not going to find out about it. But in a situation like Love Island, they're going to find out about it because they're all in the same place as you. The thing I liked about Ekin, I totally agree. She's flawed. She's messy. It's relatable. I also like that she showed vulnerability, insecurities, which is so normal when you're dating people we've experienced it all of us have and I quite I quite like that but yeah there was one moment where and we'll get to him soon Jack and did you remember the bit when she was paired up with Jay and then and Jay wanted to get to know Paige and then Jack made this comment he's like yeah he was with you for two days and he found out what a headache you were so yeah Moving on to the runners-up which I was so dark on why Gemma and Luca first thoughts about them what did you think? I really like Gemma I have my issues with Luca, but in general, I don't mind them together. They're not the worst couple in my eyes. Luca reminds me a lot of an ex-boyfriend. I don't know what it is, probably like all the red flags and the tattoos and stuff. Initially, I did really like them individually. And then as time went on, you sort of started to see what Luca was like. I was trying to figure out why Gemma would go on it because she is the daughter of a famous ex-footballer who's really wealthy. She's a professional equestrian rider. She has ridden for England. She's a business owner. She's 19. She's the youngest, but she did seem quite like very mature for her age. Mm. And then the more research I was doing is obviously a business decision for her because she came out saying before she went in that she has got, you know, a famous dad, but you can't rely on having a famous dad and you won't find pictures of her dad on her Instagram. Her, she's got a bikini line called OG Swimwear and that was only launched in December 2021. It was obviously a business decision. Boost her career. Boost her career, yeah. But I was surprised to hear that Luca had just like in the last year come out of a four-year relationship I felt like he had very low emotional emotional maturity I'm ashamed to say when I saw photos of them all or like the very beginning I was like oh Luca it looks kind of hot of course I was attracted to him he's a walking red flag which yeah. uh, going by my dating history is uh is very telling I found it was very clear he was in it to win it even at the finale did you see his face like I don't know if yeah. it's because I would sort of become really aware of it no there are memes going around of it now like a lot of people picked up on it the a split moment when they announced the winners and his face was like I picked I don't know if you picked up on it too but a few weeks ago there was just a conversation in the villa where I think it was with Paige and Adam and they were talking about like who's punching in the relationships and somehow it got on to like who's punching out of Luca and Gemma and he was like got really serious about it like no I'm she's the one punching like and he was just flat out like it got into a bit of a heated discussion and I just think he is so sure about himself and like he really thought that he was gonna win this and Mm. you could just see the shock on his face and like it's pissed a lot of people off on the internet like how sure about it he thought he was gonna win. Yeah I found Gemma as well very sweet but also quite cold and stoic she's been probably incredibly well media trained by her family yeah but I found her quite cold quite sarcastic very mature for her age I thought the way she would handle things when Luca was blown up and overreacting she would actually listen and and show a lot more maturity than he would I found you know there were moments where for example they weren't voted the most compatible by the other islanders and it's not that they're saying it wouldn't work but you had to pick someone right Mm. you've got Ekin, Sue and Davide who everyone voted for Partly, I reckon, because they were all threatened by how strong that couple was, and they probably knew that they were a very good chance of winning, and they had huge public support the whole way through. And I guess it's just showing people's character and, you know, human traits of being 
wanting everyone to like you. Everyone can relate with that. But he would go to Dami in India and be like, why did you do it? You know, and I just think he just showed a lot of, I, I guess that's just an ugly trait he showed and, and throughout the season kept doing things like that, which made you not like him and, and made yeah. you... He just Yeah, I just didn't like him at the end. I was really over him. The thing about that too, that night, his parents have literally just been in the villa and his he like asked his mum if he had overreacted and she said yes. And he was like, yeah, I know I have. And literally a few hours later, he's overreacting about that. And when they announce that they are safe, he sits down. He's like, oh, I'm going to have some fun tonight. And one of the things I just like hate, and gives me the ick about people in general is like short, jabby, snarky comments. Yeah, if I was Gemma, I would run a mile. But maybe I liked her because like the reasons you said she is a little bit cold and like sarcastic and like quite mature. But I could see maybe like a, a younger version of myself and her a little bit going for these mm. <laughs> red flag guys and kind of having to diffuse the situation a bit. We forget too these people are really young and they're put in these situations where they don't have their family and friends and their usual support system around them where you could like talk to your mum or your dad and they would probably diffuse the situation a little bit and tell you like you could have some time away but you're in this villa you're with them 24 7 you see situations where the boys are all like racking each other up but I think the only way they would have a chance of working is like when they get out and they get their usual support systems around them like he is able to have a chat with his mum and his dad because they did say like we'll talk about it later. I found that funny. It was like when your parents like we'll chat about this when we get home. Because I've had to come to his defence, issue public statements a few times saying how embarrassed he'll be when he comes out and I do think you're put in this situation. It's not an excuse at all but I do think not trying to make you know give them excuses because I think he's done some really shitty things and I don't like a lot of the stuff he's done it might be like a maturity thing it's same thing as we'll talk about with Jacques his, his name is Jacques why do people call him Jacques like it's, it's Jacques it's a French name and they're all like Jacques like Jack yeah but anyway him like I think again really young guy going through some heavy stuff in front of everyone with no support um, so hopefully he sorts it out too because he's gonna hurt and piss a lot of people off if he doesn't grow up the thing with Gemma and Luca as a couple there's two parts of it very relatable in the fact that when you're young like 19 we both did it a lot of people listening would have done it you stay with people or you put up with behavior that you don't actually know it's wrong per se yet because you're young and you just go along with it right I know that I Mm. did that a lot when I was younger so she's either staying with him because of that or she's stayed with him on the show because yeah she does like him a bit but also because it's a game plan because you need to be coupled up to stay in totally I also wonder, you know, like how they were the only couple to not put a label on it and not be boyfriend and girlfriend, but they were the first couple to say, I love you. And she would always use, I'm so close with my mum, like you really need to meet my mum. I wonder if that is almost like a little bit of a way of keeping a bit of distance. So mm. like when you get out, it's easier to kind of separate. That's smart by her. Yeah. That's really smart because a lot of them are already talking about moving, moving in, in, having babies, which, you know, I guess when you are with someone for eight weeks, 24-7, of course the relationship's going to progress more than it would on the outside world. So you would probably get closer and be more intimate and be ready to do some of those things like Tasha and Andrew, we'll get to them soon. They've already talked about moving in with each other. But do you think it's like almost like Gemma's safety net? So when she's out, she's like, oh, well, I never said we were going to be boyfriend, girlfriend, which I kind of respect her for that boundary. But at the same time, they've done everything else kind of in the way they've talked to each other that is like they're and acted like boyfriend and girlfriend. You could see maybe them getting out and going back to their families and her kind of having the distance and thinking, you know, that wasn't right and having family in her ear and sort of thing like they did seem quite supportive but maybe with that distance she might just see things for what they are he came across really needy and that was one of the things he might just smother her and it might just end up pushing her away even more I know they don't have control of their Instagrams yet but his one I think it's been controlled by his sister it appears it's all been pictures of the two of them and like congratulations to these two for being runner-up and then her one congratulations to Gemma for being runner-up like we're so proud of Gemma already kind of (laughs) deleting him from the whole process so I wonder if it was reversed and she was a guy 
and was refusing to put a label on it, we'd probably be like, oh, what a fuck boy. Yeah. Like, that's so horrible. Led him on, led her on, that sort of thing. If it was reversed, would it be a bit, like, a key with us? It would depend on their actions, which we saw throughout the season of different people's actions, which were like secure actions and and all our fuck boy actions or fuck girl actions you know like it would depend on their behavior when they were saying that and i think her reasons were kind of valid she was she didn't give him any reason to doubt it and when there were things in the challenge like you know the air hostess one which he completely blew up about um where she licked adam like in the outside world as they've mentioned on the show that would not happen mm. but the way he kicked on about things like that we're going to talk more about this soon about the controlling behavior but he was controlling towards her and smothered her and i for me that's massive ick and run like get away it's only going to get worse yeah but also when you're a bit younger i think and you can like confuse that with like he loves me He's obviously a very insecure person and the facade he puts on is of this like I'm so cocky and like he is cocky but it's like almost a false sense of security and how he feels about himself. They're both so stubborn and simple conversations and maybe it's an immaturity thing that could have been resolved would turn up into huge things because they just both wouldn't back down. You had an interesting um, comment before we started recording about the way he acted in challenges. Talk us through what you thought about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just thought that he, we will talk a bit later about a relationship that was really unhealthy that we thought he had with some another Islander. It became evident like later on in the series what a meddler he was and he just loved being a shit stirrer. But he would often use the guise of a, a challenge to be like a twat and then he would say stuff or do something and then later on he said oh it's just a challenge it was just a challenge he's like no you're actually being a bully and you were you're just being a bully and then he'd pick apart that person for doing something when it was reversed he couldn't hack it himself really like hypocritical behavior some people have talked about his behavior in Casa Amor I even noticed Islanders mentioning it that he would rev all the other boys up and sort of whether it was like that revving lad thing or whether it was and maybe he's not this deep or it's not this deep but where he was that's another thing they'd say it's not this deep oh yeah or 100% yeah 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 (laughs) where he would maybe it was a play to try undermine others connections within the villa because and the boys mentioned it afterwards he was egging them all on to do things but he wasn't doing things yeah you saw that at the movie night too when they played the clips and he was just he was totally egging them on to do stuff and then he was the one sleeping on the day bed and it's kind of like oh yeah he's really nice for doing that but then it's like you're a real asshole for doing that it was really too sort of it was like a Jekyll and Hyde's kind of thing yeah and then the movie night the way he blew up at Gemma totally overreacted again that outburst saw it was like over 3,500 complaints and that's when his family had to issue the first statement and I mean you're going to touch on it later but Love Island like has been condemned by women's aid over it totally different note and to wrap up with Gemma and Luca you knew a bit of information about her necklace which she would wear every day it was so beautiful and I'm sure oh, yeah. a lot of people watching the show are like where can I get one of those and uh, when they hear about it they're probably like maybe not yeah it's like a vintage line that are branded for Tiffany's it's worth over 20,000 pounds so it's a really expensive necklace that I'm sure a lot of brands will be ripping off soon but yeah like <laughs> super bougie necklace still to come on our love island debrief we continue to analyze the remainder of the couples the ones we got to know the most like Paige and jack Paige, then adam they're up next plus a controversial opinion about one of the islanders a lot of people thought was really funny also how many complaints did love island get which it's been confirmed they had to intervene and how were women's aid involved details on all of that after a quick break which allows us to keep making this podcast ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's for you. Next up, Paige and Jux. I, oh, how do we say Jack, his name? I'm just, I don't know. They call him Jax. I know, Jax. 
So anyway, we'll, Jack. We'll go through them first, and then we're going to go through Paige and Adam, Adam Collard. Now, Paige is sweet, and as the season Super went sweet. on, very sweet. I really warmed her. I thought she was adorable. But as the season went on, there were clips trending of her being, quote, a mean girl, which I don't know if they're just editing things, but there were different comments she would make. And again, you're in a situation for a really long time. Of course, you're going to make bitchy, snide comments. And if uh, any time a guy was, like, talking about getting to know her man, she didn't react very well, which I think a lot of people would do, right? So that was sort of picked up on. And a takeaway from the season from her was, I'm not here to train a boyfriend, which I actually was like, yeah, girl, that's a really yeah. good message to send out there because I feel like in the dating world, historically and still, a lot of girls are left with the burden of training a freaking boyfriend or teaching a guy how to act, which you saw with Jacques. He's just young. He's a rugby player. He's a player. Um, the official podcast of Love Island, they had contestants that have been booted out and quite a lot of the girls that came out, their comment was that Paige was really unfriendly to them when they came in. Jacks, sharks, whatever. First of all, Gemma's ex, obviously yes. producers knew that, throw that in for a bit of drama, like why not? Strangely, like became best friends with Luca. I thought he was yeah just a fuck boy he's really young he's 23 I think that he will probably learn hopefully learn so much from this situation because like he said he's never like sorry Gemma he never had those feelings for a girl before he's never been heartbroken he's never been sad over a girl and he's experiencing all of this on tv in a situation where you're with the people 24 7 Casa more I who knows what he was thinking like honestly he obviously wasn't thinking with his top brain I think he's gonna be like kicking himself forever about what happened Mm. it was a good decision for him to come out when he did come out producers it also was like a decision from them to cut him before the hate online got too bad as well yeah I actually thought good on him for leaving um at first you're kind of like oh stick it out whatever but good on him he was you know saying he wasn't feeling right and for his mental health and I I totally value that and I thought good on him um and yeah so basically what happened was after he left his family or whoever was managing his Instagram issued a statement saying that he does have ADHD which um yeah so we've actually recorded a whole episode on that which you can listen to on the self-love club but that came out to sort of I guess address the way he reacted to things and also there was this meme I saw you know when they do night vision of the of the bedroom and there was yeah. a, a meme of him and it's like little possum raccoon eyes and it was like that moment when you remember that you said you'd pick up Paige from the airport oh after gosh, the yeah. show. He did say I'll be there and I thought that was quite funny but also good of her like when he's saying all that stuff and she's just not saying anything because in the time between them having the chats and he's like almost saying like I love you and I'm going to be with you and she wasn't saying anything then she was they were like cutting away to scenes where she had pretty much saying she didn't want to be with him but she hadn't yet told him that and I did also really like the way she was saying to him like why couldn't you just be better when it happened she wasn't really like yelling at him and having a go and like she was kind of asking him to look inwards I uh I got quite I don't know why I think it was just like the way they made the scene when he left I got really emotional I cried even though I knew that he's problematic I cried watching it it was just the music and everything and she was crying and I like I think I saw it online and quite a few people were the same we got caught up in the emotion of it um but she bounced back pretty fast yeah so that's another thing people have been chatting about online is that you know she Again, didn't promise anything to Jacques, but she did move on straight away with Adam. Now, let's move on to Paige and Adam. So Adam Collard, he was on Love Island season four uh, and was in four different couplings during that season. I've looked back. He was a major fuckboy on the show. He was breaking hearts. He was doing some quite problematic things. Again, at the time, Women's Aid, which is the equivalent to Women's Refuge, they were issuing statements about his behavior and how it was quite problematic. And so this time he played a completely different game maybe he's just grown up a little bit maybe it's just knowing that he wants to get a more positive I guess experience or edit or to promote his fitness business I noticed he has but yeah he's basically went and told Paige he really liked her and stuck with her the whole time 
I didn't know who he was before and I didn't want to look into it too much until afterwards. But I yeah, I gather that he was extremely problematic on the show four years ago and it was something to do with gaslighting. He was also 22 and I hate to be that person, but he was 22. He's 26 now and I guess on like Love Island time, it's like Love Island age is like dog years, right? So he's like an old man. The cynical side of me thinks he has had the upper hand. He has done it before He's been there, done that. He was able to watch it before. He knew Paige, like, from watching her. He knew what she was like. He knew what to say to her. Like, And then there's the other part of me that it's been four years. He could have really grown up a lot. It does seem kind of genuine in some... Yeah, and again, we don't know. We're just watching the show, right? We yeah. get to know people over this time. But my boyfriend and I would just say there's something about him we just don't quite trust. Like undercover and serial killer. And that was killer. before. No, that was just before I even knew about exactly all the problematic stuff he had done. I just felt like maybe we're being cynical. And like, do we believe that he's a good guy? I just, I don't know. I just felt like it was just too perfect. There's something a little prison break about him. I don't know. Like he might have <laughs> just run out, you know, just <laughs> broken out of prison. He is very good looking though. Oh, yeah, he's super hot. Yeah. Six foot five, tattoos. Maybe not red flags, but orange. I think Paige needs someone with like a little bit of, you know, like spunk. Yeah. He can't be like, can't be too perfect. Yeah, let's move on to Tash and Andrew. Now, one of the highlights of the season, and they brought it up again on the finale. (laughs) You had a tit in in your mouth. Yeah, when Coco blurted out that Andrew (sighs) sucked her boob, um, I might actually insert a little clip here of them mentioning this. Have a listen to this. Uh, Basically, she's told the guys that I, like, sucked her tits or whatever. Oh, right. Like, licked her tit or whatever. And before it comes out of anyone else, I want to tell you. Angela, you gave you an opportunity to be I'm not honest. Gonna, I didn't fucking remember that. What do you mean? Because what happened? He's been sucking on her fucking tits as well. <gasps> what? what? You're are, you, are you joking? What? So this was in Casa Amor, so it was quite interesting. They had already kind of been pretty strong before Casa Amor and fairly solid, and then they went in there and he was adamant he wasn't going to do anything, and then... It was almost like he flipped, and again, it was that Luca I, egging people yeah. on, and he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna do something." And because the girls were telling him that she was, she was having him on, she was using him. He's a mug, and so he was like, almost his ego came out, and was like, oh, "I'm not gonna be seen as a mug." And then he hooked up with Coco, and you know, got involved with other. People. I like missed the main part where the girls were like really telling him all this stuff. Was it aired a lot? Because it like all of a sudden it just seemed that. It switched and he's like, she's a liar, she's been lying to me and like the girls have told me what she's been saying and it's, when was this big conversation that I seemed to miss because the most of it that I saw was like Luca and Demi and the boys projecting their feelings of Tasha onto him. I don't know what it was, I really didn't like Andrew at the beginning, there was just something about him, I didn't like him, he was kind of like wishy-washy, maybe it was because he was just so into her straight away, you know, when you're that young, and a guy just likes you so much. It's almost just kind of like too easy. Yeah. I think every season needs a villain, right? And unfortunately, she was kind of the scapegoat for a lot of people's hate. She says herself she's never been in love. I don't think she's had a proper boyfriend. They're the only couple from the beginning that the public put together. So she was put with him from the beginning. Yeah, she liked him. But then these other people that came in, she liked them as well. They liked her. She tested them out. That's Love Island yeah. though. Like she, d- I didn't think she did anything yeah, wrong. Nothing like what he did at Casa Amor, but he didn't get as much hate. By the end of it, he was a real sweetheart. Like he stood by her through all of that stuff. You can tell he like genuinely loves her and he always had her back. Like she felt sorry for him by the end of it. Mm. By the end of it, you could see that he was just like emotionally drained by Luca and Demi. I found with Tash, first of all, I thought it was really cool they included someone who, she's deaf and she had an implant. I thought that was really epic seeing that on the show. The show's been criticised for years for lack of diversity. That's still a growing issue. Um, and She I, was still blonde and a model and really yeah, hot. She's, side note, I actually listened to a podcast with, of course, Love Island producers are going to say these, but it was analysis about, yes, they don't always have a lot of diversity, but a lot of people who are different sizes do not apply for the show. So they don't always have a lot of size diversity to choose from, which you can kind of understand. Yeah. No, you mean you're in a bikini for like eight weeks. I felt with Tash, she was completely bullied and slut-shamed. If the way, looking back, the way she 
was into Andrew, but then when Charlie came in, she was very above board, polite, didn't do anything dodgy. And the way that Luca and Dummy, they were bullying her. Yeah. Luca bullied her so badly on that show, slut shamed. If it was the other way around, and the boys did do things the other way around, they didn't get that kind of treatment. No. So I felt that that was really misogynistic and really unfair. Like she's on Love Island. She was just sort of playing the game like they all were. Yeah, I don't think she did anything that warranted the bullying that she got and I didn't think that was okay at all. There were a few things that she did that I didn't love. The way she was cried all the time when she was in the bottom two, that annoyed me but then I was like, well I mean, you're in sort of like a popularity contest and it would be probably quite upsetting. I'd probably cry. Yeah, probably. (laughs) People pleaser and also it's very, like we've said, a heightened emotional situation. You're not in your normal, so you probably would get more emotional than yeah. normal. Yeah. And they all gave her so much shit, and then when they were in the bottom two, they kind of like, they didn't react that well either. Also, when she came back from Casa Moore with Billy, and then decided that she was all about Andrew, and then she had like a little cry because she had FOMO that she was missing out on Billy. Could see for quite a while, she just really just didn't know what she wanted to do. But I do think by the end of it, they were really genuinely in love. So. Yeah, not that I'm encouraging this, but I did find one of the really funny lines of the season was uh, the one about how he said, oh, sh- good luck to you, mate. He's, she tells more lies than Pinocchio. Yeah. That was kind of funny, even though I don't think that was fair because she know. wasn't a liar. And I think those people that came in sort of fed him false information. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did quite like too when her... Their parents met. That was really cute. We're going to come back to the bullying, the treatment, and actually what happened, ITV producers and Women's Aid coming in making statements. We'll get to that soon. But first, we're going to get to India and Dummy. What was their nickname again? It was like... Damia. Damia, yeah. What did you think about them both individually and as a couple? I liked India. I have a controversial opinion about Dummy. I never liked him. There was just something about him... I didn't like him at all, but it took me quite a while to put my finger on it. And no one else seemed to feel the way I felt about him. But I think that he's really intelligent. He's got high emotional intelligence, but he's manipulative. And because of that high intelligence, and he's a real larrikin and is friends with everyone, he knows how to manipulate those people. And he, you could see that he would quite often, especially with Luca, be behind the scenes, starting like the drama and egging people on. But then he would kind of like step back and then Luca would go for it and then he would try and be the more like diplomatic one and then hide behind like Luca saying it and then he would almost try and like buddy up to the person that he was just talking shit about. Mm. He's also got a huge ego and seems to have zero lack of awareness around his actions and isn't able to take criticism on board. I really, really didn't like the way he treated Summer and how that whole thing went down because he totally like led her on, brought her back and she handled it so gracefully, I thought, because she could have brought it up and she was back for quite a while and then it kind of came out at movie night, I think. She didn't even say anything. He quite often acted like the victim for his own a situation that he created himself. Yeah, and then he would come across as being like the bigger person, being really yeah. smart, trying to smooth things over. He was also really funny, which I think yeah. made people forget about his bad behavior. Yeah. I agree with you because, like we say, whether that's like you know a gender thing where misogyny will hate on a woman for doing something, but he and Luca, I don't think people are forgetting Luca. They treated people really badly throughout yeah. the show in like case in point Tash, but because he was funny and the way he was really nice with India after Casa Roa, yeah. that you kind of, I think people kind of forgot about it because he was a big part of the show in terms of the humour and the group vibe with they, which they all had. I can see that and like he was funny and there were good qualities about him, but I just see red flags like everywhere with him. There's like a little, a little bit of like, narcissism underneath there or something like I don't I don't know there's just something about him that I can see there's like possibly like a little bit of a nasty side underneath but India I really liked she's really nice like I don't really have anything negative to say about India I thought she was really mature she was cool I think she'll do quite well afterwards I've heard people I've seen people say that maybe she would you know, go out and do something like a podcast she seems quite intelligent she's like the cool styly girl from London 
I thought she was really mature through things and the way she would handle things. It showed she was quite confident in herself. And I like how she didn't put up. She's a strong woman, right? She didn't put up with shit. She did end up with dummy. I feel like perhaps he redeemed himself to her, but I really didn't like the way, and this really stands out to me, when they came back from Casa Amor, she brought Deji back, and he was with Summer, and the way he spoke to her, it was so nasty, it was so toxic, yeah. and it was like, he was mad that she brought someone back, but he did the same thing, but it was just his ego that was unhappy that she had done it to him as well. That's what I mean, like, just he doesn't seem to have the self-awareness that, or, like, be able to take responsibility for his own actions and act like a victim. I actually don't think that he will be able to learn anything from this and grow. He just doesn't seem like that type of person. He's so stubborn and set in his ways and just like thinks that he's a man and he can do no wrong. Mm. I just, toxic masculinity Yeah, vibes. toxic masculinity. That's, that's exactly it. it. Yeah, mm. and it's not narcissism. It's toxic masculinity. As we have mentioned and wanted to touch on before we wrap up this episode, Love Island did actually have some talks with Women's Aid. There were, as Anna's mentioned, a lot of complaints about misogynistic and controlling behaviour on Love Island. So it's been confirmed that producers actually did intervene and speak to the likes of Luca and Dummy to apologize and stop the toxic behavior especially when it came to the bullying of people like Tash and I think that's a really good progression in a show that has a lot of the time aired misogynistic behavior controlling behavior especially towards women perhaps in a show which you know a lot of people who are feminists might not like the show for that reason it's progress and perhaps how the show can change, but also how is reflecting how society is changing as well, that we're not putting up with bullying anymore. That might have been entertainment back in the 2000s and previously to that. But these days, a lot of us are more clued up and we just, as a society, don't put up with it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree. I also, like a lot of people have been questioning before this came out, if Love Island would continue, especially over covid and then it has continued, and I think it will keep continuing. But as things are getting more regulated and, you know, things are constantly having to put in more procedures in place, and we've seen, like, we've been talking about how it has changed and that we can see that they're all maybe, like, a bit more censored and they're all much more aware of socials and how they're being portrayed and when they come out. It's good, and then on there's also other reasons why it, is like maybe not losing some of its like appeal but it kind of goes not hand in hand and it's not because they're putting it definitely should they shouldn't bully and they shouldn't the toxic masculinity and all these things they are bad but then all the other reasons why they are kind of regulating themselves and censoring themselves yeah it's just slowly like I think it's just it's like slowly each season watering down I mean I still will watch next season for sure I think it'll be interesting to see the after sun, see what happens. I think Tash and Andrew, Paige and Adam potentially, Dami and India. I think they're probably quite likely to last for a little while. Yeah, who do you think is most likely to continue? I think Tash and Andrew obviously seem pretty loved up. And and whether that's, I mean... Again, they're in a very intense situation. I'm really happy for them, but I did find at times their love a bit toxic. Mm, Like codependent. Yeah, and just the way, the things I guess that happened in there. Again, it's like if you're looking at things outside of the situation, you're like, oh, maybe you should just drop it now. Why would you continue a relationship in that in those circumstances and that's maybe just how I would personally deal with it. I think they seem really loved up. I hope it works for all the couples that are really genuinely into each other. As a general rule for myself, I think hard and fast isn't always the way. That's just my experiences in relationships and also chatting to a lot of people about relationships on the self-love club, you know, like talking about, they're already talking about having kids within a year and whether they're just caught up in the the hype of it all, it just seems like really fast and there's no need for things to be so rushed. It'll be interesting though and it would be really hard to sort of adjust when you come out of the situation I know they're the only ones so far talking about moving in together, but you are living with them. You're you like go to sleep with them, you wake up with them, you spend all day with them, and then going back to your real life. I mean, quite a lot of them live on opposite ends of the country. Dammy lives in Ireland. One of them lives in Wales. They're separated, so how they go to long distance from being in each other's pockets. How hard would it be though? 
to be the next person that they date. Like looking at, you could just watch <laughs> their season. And also I think with someone like Andrew and Tash, if they did like call it and they went their separate ways, I think they would just always be comparing people to them. And like that just seems like such a great love for them because they are really young and it's so intense, especially Tasha's first love. I think it's just got to play its course almost. Mm. I think they need all of the things that we're saying come with experience and age and I think they just kind of you've got to figure those things out by them by yourselves yeah and totally have you ever had a holiday romance random question but it always ties um, in I have I have not had a like summer like a holiday romance where I've met the person but I've had a holiday romance in a way where I dated someone and it was very intense like first love and then we went our separate ways he went back to his country and then like a year later we met up in Europe for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's never the same. No, it's it's very – I mean, we've all – no matter the situation, the reason I bring that up is because I've had one when I went on a holiday and it was super intense, super yeah. lovey, amazing, one of those experiences. I think we all have intense love situations or lust, whatever you want to call it, you know, whether it's traveling or meeting someone from a different country. But it's, I guess that's probably similar because I remember when I went on a holiday, met this guy, had an incredible time, so cool. And we really liked each other. But then of course we live on opposite sides of the world. And are you going to, you know, are you going to move countries for someone like after like a short holiday? You know, it's just the reality of things uh, creep in and it's, yeah, it's quite an intense, different situation. Did you notice the like shift away from fast fashion at all? I didn't really, it wasn't really obvious. No, because we did a previous episode on Gloss where we delved into the fast fashion industry. We talked about Misguided and we talked about how Love Island was moving away and how they're partnering with eBay. I guess I just didn't notice a huge eBay branding on no. there. Probably some things were from eBay. That's the beauty of like buying secondhand yeah. or vintage items. But there was certainly still the style of, you know, cutout sides yeah. or the pants that had like crisscross and then flesh, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Because I know that they were supposed to like re-wear things and mix them with high fashion but I didn't see anything reused and I didn't see any like big brands so I'm not really sure where that came into it I did notice that in the outfit that Laura Whitmore wore for the final apparently that was like a vintage Versace jumpsuit that the stylist found so I think if I had been following her along, she might have been banging on about it a bit more. Were there any other contestants before we wrap up that we haven't touched on? Because obviously there's so many that we would be here all day. Were there any other favourites for you? Danica was a big part. She had a yeah. She had, she a, had a real a, a real try. She definitely felt a bit bad for her. She had a lot of rejection, but she seemed like she. Is the type of person that can handle a bit of a like rejection. She's very confident. I think that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gloss. Make sure that you now subscribe on your podcast app if you haven't already and turn on automatic downloads. Leave us a five-star rating. And if you're enjoying listening, writing us a kind review. Subscribing us and giving us a rating really helps get us out as a new baby podcast. You can also find us and follow at Gloss the Podcast on Instagram where you can watch videos of this and our other chats as well thanks for having a chat about love island it was really fun no worries see you next time adios even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.